Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Podcast. My guest is uh, Warren Levitin, the CEO of a company called Smooch. Like, company is uh, smooch.io. So, Warren, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, uh, well, I can think of some, I guess, some, uh, you know, some lame puns, like uh, my interview would be kissing up to you. But uh, anyway, I'll put those aside. So tell me about, yeah, we, uh, we... about Smooch. What's the, what's the premise of the company? Yeah, no. So, um, great question. First off, and, and and there is a relationship to the name. It isn't it isn't entirely random. Uh, so, our ultimate goal is to humanize the relationships between businesses and their consumers. And mm-hmm. so, the way we look at it is that in today's market, brands need to compete on customer experience. Products are becoming increasingly commoditized. Differentiation uh, has really become hard to come by at the product level, and so brands are increasingly competing on brand and experience. Um, And in my last business, where we had developed a technical support platform uh, that we sort of sold and was used by leading telcos around the world, think about names like AT&T and Verizon or Virgin Media in the UK and Rogers and Bell in Canada, um, we saw an incredible amount of customer frustration firsthand. And I'm sure you can relate to this, your listeners will relate to this, where you get on the phone with a brand and you're constantly retelling your story at every single point. Um, And that's layered onto the pain of on hold time and queues. And by the way, like this isn't any better for businesses, right? They're suffering with the cost of having all these repetitive conversations. And in order for them to sort of reduce wait times and on hold times, the cost to them is they end up with idle agents, right? The only way on voice that you can avoid long hold times is basically let people wait in a queue. Um, Mm. So we saw that. Uh, trend. We saw that frustration, and we also saw how businesses were investing in personalization technology. And right. you know, again, we all see that, right? You get your emails, dear Rich. I get mine, dear Warren. Now we're getting a little bit more casual. Hey Warren. Hey Rich. Um, but at the end of the day, it becomes very clear quickly that the level of real personalization is pretty weak. We've been put into big buckets of segmentation. Um, and they're treating us as one of a million instead of one of a hundred million. Because when you follow up and then you call that company again, they still don't know who you are. They don't know all of your experience with the company. Um, If you change channels, right, you call and then you email, the agents don't know what's going on on both sides. Um, And so it's weird. Like like when I call, you know, the bank, you know, I'll be like, oh, put in your debit card number and all this stuff. So I put it in. And then the customer service person gets home and they go, oh, what's your debit card number? And I'm like, yeah, I just put that in. What's wrong with you? And then if they transfer you, the new person just starts from scratch. Oh, how can I help you today? And you're like, ah, you know? Yeah, no, you, I mean, that's exactly right. And when you dig in, you basically have disconnected architectures, right? They're transferring you between two systems. And it's really a handoff. Because, and those systems aren't really connected. You need to move across systems and your context and your history doesn't follow you. Um, so, so we think about the world a little bit differently is number one is that we think customers should be segments of one. 
and personalization should really be done through one-to-one conversations. Um, and and that we can definitely dive into that. But but today, when we think about conversation and the way we all generally communicate is through well, like what all generically call messaging technology. So think texting, you know, whether that's iMessage or you know on Android Android messages. We've got Facebook Messenger. We've got WhatsApp. You know, if you're in China, you're using WeChat. If you're in Japan, you're using Line. Um, and this is the way we communicate today. And, and what Smooch is about is taking these, you know, very personal and personalized communication channels that we all use every day and that we're all very comfortable with and introducing that into a business to consumer setting. All right. So what's, uh, what's an example of how, you know, Smooch changes how a business will interact with its customers? Yeah. So imagine um, a, you know, now let's say use your bank example. Um, you open up, let's just say you're a Facebook Messenger user. You can open up Facebook Messenger. Your bank is discoverable there. You know, you just look them up just like you'd look up any friend. You become connected to them. You can just start a chat. Now, when you start that chat, you automatically come in authenticated. Facebook is sharing some level of identity. Now, you're not authenticated, meaning the bank can't prove that, you know, what your account number is and all these different things, but they can then in that chat give you like an authentication window that's secure. So put in your username and password, the same thing you would do on their website, you can now do right within these messaging platforms. After that, once you've done that once, they've created an association. And now every time you come back to Facebook Messenger, the minute you start that conversation, it's a continuation of your last one. Just like when you're with chatting with a friend on Facebook Messenger, you don't restart. This isn't like live chat on a website where every time you show up, you're in a new queue, a new call, new conversation. This is Mm. now just continuous. Now, on top of that, what Smooch allows a brand to do like a bank is, you know, you might, it might be more convenient for you at a moment in time to be on Facebook Messenger, but let's say you're on the website and you start to chat. Well, with Smooch, when you open up chat on that banking website, you will see your Facebook Messenger conversation there as well. So we're synchronizing your conversations across channels. So no matter where you show up as a consumer, you feel that it's one conversation. And for the brand, we're also unifying it on their end. So the agent doesn't differentiate and doesn't treat you differently, whether you're coming from Facebook Messenger or you're coming from a web messenger on their website, as an example. Well, how many times is the past conversation useful? I mean, do people present the same uh, problem over and over, or do they just present different problems each time? Well, I think it's more about what's natural and what feels personal, right? So if we go back to that premise that brands need to compete on customer experience, suddenly when you're entering a conversation and someone's not asking for your history or re-asking you for your, you know, your bank card number to identify yourself. Now, again, separately, you could need to do a transaction, enter another layer of security. But from the moment you start a conversation, they already know you. And it's really like a, like a continuation of a conversation. So no differently, when you pick up your phone and you SMS or message a friend, you never reintroduce yourself. You're always just continuing. And that's just way more personal. And that is an element. Consumers who feel that they have a more personal relationship with a brand, like statistically, are tremendously more loyal and spend tremendously more. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't mind being verified every time. I just, you know... Again, I wouldn't want them to start from scratch, and yeah, you know, I, I guess there's a lot of ways to, to handle it. So, 
So what's an example of, uh, I don't know if you can say which of, uh, you know, of your clients, if you have an example for, you know, what, what did they notice? Did they notice a, an increase in customer retention, a reduction in the amount of complaints? You know, what kind of uh, positive things came out of the experience? Yeah, so the easiest and most measurable um, returns in the short term are, you know, whether it's CSAT, like customer you know, satisfaction, or NPS, which is your net promoter score, um, which is basically your likelihood to recommend a brand. Uh, so maybe I'll give an example of something like a lot of people can relate to. Uh, so Four Seasons Hotels and Resorts. So they decided, and you can imagine Four Seasons, right, really high service brand, high touch. Um, they were looking at the world and they were looking at communications and they saw how we were all communicating was moving away from voice and into messaging. And meanwhile, when they look at their hotel operations, they're asking their guests to pick up this phone in the room and dial zero, you know, and then ask for room service or ask for, you know, housekeeping or ask for the front desk to change the reservation or ask for the concierge. So, so they had the vision and the foresight to say, why can't we let people just message for that and ask for it over text? Mm. And so that's when we met them or inside they have a mobile app, you know, for their frequent guests um, uh, who use, uh, who, who want to book and, and manage their reservations using a mobile app. So they also had the vision of embedding chat there. So we met them and we showed them the potential that not only could they allow people to text or message from inside their existing mobile app or from the Four Seasons website, but they could pick any channel in the world. And, and Four Seasons being a global brand, so in their, in their Chinese properties, they're using WeChat. In their Japanese properties, they're using Line. In South America, they're using WhatsApp today. And so basically now, when you go to a Four Seasons hotel anywhere in the world, you never need to use a phone. You can just pick up your phone, order room service, change your reservation, get a car to the airport, get picked up, you know, make a dinner reservation all over chat. And basically what yeah, they've seen is, a 20% lift in their net promoter score and like a 25% increase in their customer satisfaction ratings with their mobile app. And normally that's probably a huge uh, upswing, right? I mean, that's, that's, I mean, anybody who knows anything about NPS scores to get a 20 point lift is monumental. Okay, good. So I'll put that in context. Yeah, it makes sense. Cause when I've been to hotels, you know, you got to go down, you got to call down to the front desk or you got to go down there and, ask for stuff and it's a lot easier if you could message when you're out and about and ask them to do stuff, you know, Hey, I'm out. Can you yeah. make sure they clean the room or can you add a, 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 you know, it's funny. They actually set up like for hotels. It's actually hard to get to the front desk unless you're in the hotel. If you're calling from the outside. It's like very difficult to get to the front desk. You know, it's weird. It's like a wall that you can't get through. Very yeah, no, it can be that way. If, you know, if we think about it, one of the most valuable sort of elements of our lives today it's very simple. It's time, right? Like we're all short of time. And the, the act of having to wait, right, whether that's waiting on hold or waiting in a front desk or, you know, to get that live synchronous conversation where both people, consumer and brand, are available at the exact same moment in time to solve a problem is really hard. And the nice thing about messaging is that it's asynchronous, meaning it, you, both parties don't need to be available at the same time. You can go make a request but you don't need an instantaneous answer. You might be fine to wait three or five minutes. And actually like a property like Four Seasons, they reply within under 90 seconds, like 95% of the time. So they're very responsive. But other brands might be okay with responding in five minutes, seven minutes, 10 minutes. But that's a very different experience when you put your phone back in your pocket and you continue on with your day than sitting on hold for 10 minutes. Those are very different experiences. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, definitely, yeah. My favorite is like the IRS. You call them lately and you'll be on hold for two hours and then they'll be like, you know, we have too many calls right now. Please try again later and they hang up on you. That's, that's even better. <laughs> and, 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 and there are some interesting technologies, right? If you've had the callback service where you're on hold and they say, mm. don't wait on hold, we'll call you back. But, but to be honest, I just had an experience. Like I don't even want to name the airline uh, because it's not about trashing people. It's just the reality today of some of these channels is they called me back and I was on hold again. Oh, like, yeah. They didn't yeah. have an agent really ready, you know? Mm. And so these live, mm. these live communication channels, real time are, and I'm not saying they're not useful for some things. We're not going to solve everything with messaging. Voice does have some goodness to it. Just like, again, we might be texting and I might just say, I'm just going to pick up the phone and call you because it's going to be easier. Right. But 90% of our sense. communications can probably take care, be taken care of asynchronously. Well, in regards to the asynchronous stuff, um, text, it seems like people expect it to be immediate. So how do you set the expectation and have people be okay with um, a reply taking five or 10 minutes to get there? You know, wouldn't, wouldn't they assume like, hey, they didn't reply after a minute. This thing is not working. Or, you know, I, I'm not getting yeah. a call back. What's going on? Right. So I think there's a couple of things. And first of all, great question. So I think I'm going to give two parts to the answer. One, it's very different by brand and scenario. And two, so for example, in a Four Seasons Hotel, that brand stands for service. And that's why they have such a high service level. Um, but we've seen studies from some of our clients and surveying of their customers, say in the airline industry, the expectation, whether it's on social media or direct texting, is like a five to seven minute window. So, so there are different brand expectations, but then brands can also help by communicating. So you can have the equivalent of an auto reply that lets people know when to expect a response. And then people will temp like that, that just helps temper people's expectations. And a lot of times that's all what it takes to drive that satisfaction level up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a lot better. And you're right. If they told you, all right, you know, typical response time is we'll text you back in five to seven minutes. That's not so bad. For 10 minutes. Right. And today, I mean, you can have real time views into your queues and your loads and set people like real expectations. If, for example, you're really busy. And again, they do that by phone. But on phone, mm. you have no choice but to either sit on hold or leave the queue and call back. Here, you can still get on with your day. And you just know it's going to take a little bit longer for them to respond. Yeah, that's a lot better. So in addition and, and, and to, maybe, you know, hotels. Um, I'm just going to say it's an interesting bridge into also the world of AI and automation, because these messaging channels are actually computing platforms, right? So we, we do call them a runtime platform. They can run code in them. That's why you're able to get, you know, when you're using a Facebook Messenger, buttons and windows and, you know, videos that run in there. And so messaging platforms are a great, great platform for artificial intelligence and bots, right? And, you know, I'm sure everybody hears about this chatbots, chatbots, chatbots. Um, right. But this is another way to get real-time service for, at least today, the easy stuff, right? If, if it's a problem that can be solved through self-service, right, that you might be able to look at an answer in a knowledge base, then a user shouldn't even have to wait for a live agent, right? You can even That's book true. an airline ticket, right? You can book an airline ticket. You can look for a lost bag, just like you would do on their website. But again, here, when you're on the move in your mobile phone, going to someone's website, filling in a bunch of small buttons, you know, you zoom in to see it, you enter it, the screen gets small and your keyboard pops up. Here, you can just message and ask for what you want in natural language and get that response back. 
Now, again, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to say that AI is at its level where you can solve anything that way, but it is another layer of service that can be automated really well and clear up potentially, depending on the industry, you know, somewhere between 60 and 80% of all customer requests. So they don't need to wait at all. Yeah, it would be a good start, right? You could triage a lot of the requests, give them the automated information. Yeah, definitely. And then go from there. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, you might have a lot of small business listeners and, you know, sometimes they're thinking, I can't afford this. But the truth is this technology is becoming increasingly accessible. And in every single vertical, you've got solution providers, right? We've got customers who use Smooch in the real estate industry, selling to like brokerage teams of like four people or selling to insurance companies that are only mid-sized. They're not big behemoths. They can't run, you know, customer service 24-7. And I'll tell you, like, just as one example from the insurance industry, when they're taking quotes, like you go onto a website and you're looking to get like a quote for some new car insurance or house insurance, and you got to go fill out that big form, they're able to build much more compelling experiences with a chatbot who's interacting with you and asking questions. And what they found is 35% of all requests for insurance quotes take place after business hours because no one has Hmm. time during the day. Right. So now as the small business or medium sized business, you need to staff 24 seven to provide effective service. But this automation technology in a lot of areas can take care of it. And so, again, these messaging channels are great vehicles to engage with customers on, whether it's live health or whether it's bots and artificial intelligence. Yeah, that's really interesting. There's a lot of room for uh, for improvement. Hmm. So, I mean, you know, where where things are right now is. And in my opinion, pretty primitive. So, what's uh, what are some of the first steps a company could or should take to improve their their promoter score or their experience? And what's the more advanced stuff they can do to really, you know, make a huge improvement? Yeah. So, my experience says um, to focus on what I'll call customer effort, which is how many hoops do you force a customer through to get the service they need. And so, you want to be as accessible as possible. So most people are worried sometimes about accessibility because they think it's going to cost them too much. But I think messaging, again, is this great platform that, one, it's where consumers are today, right? It's the number one activity we do on our smartphones. It's not reading the news. It's not being on social media. The number one thing we do is message with friends. And so that's a really natural habit, and it's where customers are. So you need to let your customers know that you are where they are. And again, depending on your geography, Facebook Messenger may be perfect. SMS is ubiquitous, so that's good also. If you're in the Southern Hemisphere or if you're in Europe, WhatsApp is absolutely ubiquitous. Asian countries have their own platforms. But you just need to let your customers know that you are there and let them reach you on those channels. And that that reduces their effort to the maximum. So whether you're implementing any AI, anything, doesn't matter, right? You just be on those channels where they are, to me, is the first step. And then the second step can be, you know, what are your service levels there, right? How fast do you respond? Because like we said before, you can set expectations. You might not reply overnight because you can't afford it. If you can, fantastic. But if not, set that expectation that you'll get back to them in the morning. That's still better than any other alternative you have in terms of customer effort. It's better than that answering at all, which a lot of businesses are famous for doing. Right. Or sending this email out and then, you know, you never know when you're going to get an answer. And then it's also the the benefit here is also the personal nature. So, you know, when you send an email to a business, you get that auto reply that a ticket was created. Like 
So mm-hmm. number one, you're being labeled as a ticket right away. And like, nobody right. likes that. Two is you get this email that is just so impersonal because it's full of like header information and, and sort of like there might be HTML in it and sort of advertising or internal notes. And as opposed to messaging <clears throat> where you have an opportunity to just give a quick reply that might be automated to say, you know, hey, Warren, like, thanks for your message. Really sorry that we can't serve you right now. Um, we'll be in touch with you first thing in the morning. Thanks for your patience. And mm. it can also be written. People need businesses need to think about how they write those message those messages because people are okay with a higher level of personalization or like personalness. Maybe I'll call it casualness. That's just a little bit more human. Like you don't need to act like this big fancy business in front of your customers. They're okay to just engage with a human and have a human experience. Makes sense. Okay. So um, any examples of where uh, a company has taken this to, I don't want to say an extreme, but they've really like, you know, gone whole hog to customize their customer's experience and what happened when they did? Yeah. So I'll give a good, so, you know, so I think Four Seasons is an awesome one, but I'll give a, I'll give a different one here, which is 1-800-Flowers. Um, and, you know, it's amazing. Just the name alone is incredible, right? Because, you know, the business has been around for decades. And, you know, when you really break it down, what 1-800-Flowers is always doing and is doing to this day is allowing you to order flowers remotely. So when the web came along, they quickly got a website called 1-800-Flowers.com, right? How funny is that, right? The phone number as your website, but that was their brand. Now, Mm -hmm. today, there's probably no consumer product company that's on as many channels as 1-800-Flowers. So... You know, you want to use Facebook Messenger to order flowers, and I encourage everyone to go try it out, right? Go to go to Facebook Messenger, look up 1-800-Flowers, and just go through the experience. I'm sure they won't love it if everyone tests it and doesn't buy flowers, but go out and just right. test that experience all the way to the end. You can put in your credit card information, everything. So you can do it on Facebook Messenger. You can do it on Apple Business Chat, which is iMessage. You can do it on Google Home, right? So by voice in your house, you can use it on Google Assistant on your phone. So basically chat on an Android phone. You can use it on Alexa and you go through the whole experience and it's absolutely like it is an image of the future. So for any business owner who wants to see what's selling over messaging, what some people call conversational commerce is all about 1-800-Flowers is one of the best examples in the world. And this is what allows them to maintain their leadership position. Imagine if they never, imagine if they said, we're the company where you can order flowers by phone. They wouldn't exist today. Yeah, but these guys true. are staying ahead of the curve and you can count on them to always be wherever their customers are. Minimal effort to buy flowers and you sell more. That's what they're doing. One of the best examples in the world. It makes sense. I mean, you know, it's, it's amazing how many companies, they make it hard for people to buy from them, but. A guy I know, he, he calls it the sales prevention department. You know, that's right. His, no, his that's people exactly there, his job it is to stop you from buying, you know. <laughs> okay. So what, the, what kind of companies or what size companies can take advantage of Smooch? Is it for usually large enterprise or do you have solutions for, um, for small or medium businesses? Yes, we absolutely have solutions for small and medium businesses. Um, and even, you know, startups get special discounts if you're really early stage and you've just started your business. Um, but we have plans starting at about $129, I think. I should probably know that off the top of my head, uh, but $129 a month. And basically what it allows you to do is you come to our website, you sign up, and you can try it for free. 
Um, cool. You come, you sign up, and you basically associate all of your messaging properties with us. What I mean by that is, you know, you you create a fa- if you already have a Facebook account, you connect that Facebook account with Smooch. If you've got an SMS number that you can that you uh, accept SMS, or we can tell you where to go and go get one, you bring that number and you connect it to Smooch. Um, if you're part of Apple Business Chat, when that opens up or WhatsApp, you connect those accounts. And then what you do is the next level of configuration is you basically, you know, tell us your customer service platform. So we have a bit of a marketplace today. We have, say, over 60 customer service partners. And you can basically, some of those are in our marketplace, some of them aren't. But but you basically can go into our marketplace and say, okay, I want all my messages from these properties to go into Zendesk, as an example. That's or cool. go into That's front. Cool. Right? So front and Zendesk and Help Scout, some of these are very, very tailored to small business. And so it's a great place. Um, and, and they are leading tools in customer service in any event. So small business can come and literally in a day, they can be up and running messaging with their customers on any channel they want by configuring those channels to smooch and then connecting them to one of our customer service platforms. Well, the aggregation is really cool. So yeah, do you, so you provide the backend customer support or the company has to do it themselves? Like the human agents? Yeah, yeah, the agents, yeah. Yeah, no, we're not. Um, so we're just providing them the connectivity between channels and their existing customer service software. And then, you know, they're going to supply the labor or if it's a really big business, they might be going through an outsourcer. You know, what's kind of odd is I, I see businesses will try to only allow one or two channels, you know, where people can either see their marketing or connect with them. You know, they'll say like they'll prefer Facebook. So they'll try to put everyone in there. They'll prefer, you know, and a live chat and I try to force everyone to do that just by having, you know, five or six different methods for people to contact you and allowing them to pick which method they like best. I mean, I would think that would give like a big lift just right off the bat doing that. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you know, to have a little bit of empathy for businesses, traditionally every single channel meant a new piece of software that they needed to buy. And it also needs siloed data. And so businesses have to make a trade off and say, we want to be where our customers are, but we can't afford it, or it's going to break a bunch of things. So we're going to pick email and live chat, or email and live chat and voice, but we got to stop there. Well, Smooch, I'm proud to say, is breaking that trade-off. We, it costs the same amount of money on Smooch to use one channel or to use 10 channels. And your effort as a business is exactly the same. So that's exactly what we're trying to do. And specifically, we don't charge brands to use more channels because our belief is we want you to use all the channels. Even if you only have one customer that uses WeChat, we don't care. Connect it. Use it. That's no problem. Deliver the best experience you can. We want to help businesses achieve that. Interesting. What, um, so, yeah, I don't know if you can attribute just, just using um, – you know, smooch to allow, I don't know, allow you to have, you know, seven or eight different channels where people can connect with you. Do you see that that alone provides like a substantial lift or does it require more than that to, uh, to make a big difference? Uh, I think you get, like we talked before, you get an absolute baseline less. The next question is what happens after people message you, right? It's one thing to make it accessible for them to come in the door, but if you don't greet them well, and again, it's going back to that either respond relatively quickly set their expectations. But if you have people message and you're only replying in three or four days, well, it doesn't really matter. Mm. So, so I think you need to have the one-two punch and make it low effort and then deliver that experience in a timely fashion. And again, I'll reinforce, 
think about the words you use over these channels. Watch the formality. Again, don't be so informal. You have to know your customers and know your brand, but do think that you can be more casual, more friendly. You can use emojis, right? Like it doesn't matter what, I'm sure millennials use more emojis today than baby boomers, but I promise you, baby boomers are sending emojis today and they like it. Hmm. Okay, any other uh, hints on how to improve the interaction even when you do have these channels set up? Uh, so we talked about accessibility, response time, um, and sort of the friendly or personal nature. I think the next level is to make sure that now you can start thinking about integrating your backend transaction history into the same system. So again, when you get into bigger businesses, you want on a real-time basis that when customers call in, that to the greatest extent possible, you know everything they've been doing with your company up until that point. So I'll give you an example. Uh, someone who's really good in the customer experience space um, is Keurig, the coffee guys. So, you know, their newest devices are IoT devices. And so they're connected. So Keurig is getting information. Whenever you make a coffee, what time of day it is, what type of coffee you use, maybe what the state of your filter is, when you've cleaned your machine, et cetera, et cetera. So when you call in to Keurig, they might be able to have, those agents are going to have information relating to your device at their fingertips. And so if you're complaining about a problem, or if you're looking for a different machine, they're able to make recommendations to you because they know how you use your product today. So hmm. that takes you down to another level. It's the same thing about calling a company and you left something in your shopping cart. How nice would it be when you call that company or an airline and they're able to say, hey, I saw that you were looking for a flight you know, from New York to San Francisco next week. Is that what you want help with? Now, again, we can, people will need to think about a little bit of, are they going to violate customer expectations that customers don't want to feel like they're being watched everywhere? But, you know, so you need to figure that out. But, but companies having the right to know about how you're using their products and setting that expectation. And sometimes it could be, hi, you know, I, I have access to, you know, your coffee machine and all your history. It can help me make a better recommendation. Would you like me to access that? So you ask for that permission and that person's going to That's what I was going to say. Right, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that would help. But so I think that's huh. the next level is, is not just having this personal conversation and really low customer effort and really responsive. It's to really know your customer and their history with you. Makes sense, yeah. All right, well, very good. What um what do you think is next for Smooch, you know, in the next six months or a year? Any more, you know, new, really cool stuff you're coming out with? So this year and, and right now is heavily focused. We've got two major channels that are still in private beta that are both opening up over the next, you know, coming months. Uh, one being WhatsApp, uh, which is the largest messaging platform in the world with a billion and a half monthly active users. Like, you know, when you think about that, a billion and a half consumers are on one channel. Right. And so that's opening up right now. And that's that's sort of just going gangbusters across our business. Uh, the other one is Apple Business Chat, which basically allows a business to connect to consumers over iMessage. And so that's equally you know, big in its own way. Um, so both of these are driving a lot of what's going on uh, at Smooch today. And the other part, I'd say, is just our ongoing increasing partnerships and integrations with customer service platforms, marketing platforms, basically any type of business software that communicates with users, we are trying to pre-build those integrations to make it as easy as possible for any business in the world to use Smooch out of the box. Makes sense. Okay. 
Um, any, last question here. Uh, any channels that surprise you that you think uh, nobody uses that stuff, but everyone uses it or, you know, channels that maybe people think are dead or that people think uh, everyone uses that not as many people use as they think? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, I generally think whenever we call things dead in technology land, it means they've stopped growing, but chances are their half-life is really, really long for that decay period. So, you know, we all talk about how much we hate email and email is dead. Um, but the fact is, email's got quite a long life ahead of it, in my opinion. Um, but it has its time and place. I think it's still great from a business to consumer format in terms of certain newsletters and product updates that don't need to be consumed in real time, that aren't really of that service or commerce nature. It's more informational. Um, and so I think that that channel is still really important and really valuable to businesses. Uh, but I think really the answer to your question is these messaging channels is, I think all of them is what's surprising business of how quickly consumers migrate to those channels and use them as soon as they know that you support them as a business. Hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Interesting. All right. Well, what's the best way to for people to get in touch and to try out Smooch and to, you know, smooch with you and, and help their business. Yes. Yeah, no. The, so the easiest way is you head to our website, smooch.io. So S-M-O-O-C-H.io. Um, you'll, I mean, you can explore sort of all the product pages there, but there's a pricing page. You'll see there that there's a free trial. Um, you can connect to any of these channels. Like we talked about, run a bunch of experiments and trials if you want, before you pay anything. It's really easy to contact sales on the website or, you know, and talk to a product specialist who can educate you if need be. Um, but that's the easiest path. And like literally, like I said, uh, you could be up and running in a day um, and starting to test out any of these channels um, really, really quickly at no cost out of the gates. That's great. Well, Warren, thanks for coming on the podcast. It's, uh, it's been very helpful. Appreciate it. No, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to be here. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.